This is exactly right. I'm Babs Gray, and I'm getting pizza today for the first time in three months, and I'm so excited to eat it that I'm taking a shower first. (laughs) I'm Brandi Posey, and I can't decide if I want to learn how to make soy candles or Molotov cocktails. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Tess Barker, and wait, why am I still wearing thongs? (laughs) (laughs) This is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. Welcome to the show, everybody. We question mark of. Well, we know it's past day 69, Brandy. I loved your 69. <laughs> <laughs> we should bring Thank our guest on to the yeah. <laughs> Let's bring our guest on. She's amazing comedian, co-host of the Brighter Side podcast, Amber Nelson. Hi. Hello. What a delight to be here with you beautiful women. Aww, Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for doing the show. Happy post day 69 to you of quarantine. (laughs) I hope you celebrated accordingly. (laughs) I did. Brandy went all out for day 69. Tell everyone what you did, Brandy. Oh, man. Me and my roommate, Anna, we decided to... I didn't write any days past day 69 on my calendar that had been keeping track because I just was wishful thinking. I was like, maybe something magical will happen on day 69 and then it'll just end. So I just didn't even write 70. And then we just kept staring at it. And two days before we were like, all right, let's just make a list of friends that like are on a decent route. And we're just going to stop by people's houses and surprise them. And we like went to the dollar store and got all these dollar store things. And we had these like um, dart blow gun things that we put uh, cardboard dicks on and we were like blowing glitter at people and I dressed up in an inflatable dinosaur suit and we made D69 signs and uh, played jock jams and we're down- dancing around outside of people's houses at 10 in the morning <laughs> yeah I got like I heard something outside my house in the court like I'm not answering the door ever yeah yeah ever even normally but especially no. not now so I was like what the fuck is that and then I go out there and yeah I see like Brandy in her this dinosaur costume and like D69 it was great it was really funny was so I was not silly. awake but I was like what the fuck's going on it was amazing it was... Barbara just comes down like in this like flowy gown just oh like... yeah I was also wearing my like floral my floral muumu, which was perfect yeah. I was like wow I'm really glad I'm wearing this right now perfect outfit to receive a 69 <laughs> yeah well it was funny because like I we had to be very decisive about who we were stopping at because I was like, okay, when I hit as many people as possible, because I had like therapy at two o'clock, but like also we didn't want to go to anyone before nine o'clock because I was like, I don't want to wake anybody fully up, but right, nine, right. nine feels like it's starting to be appropriate. So it's like, okay, we got like a five hour window here. We got to go. So I think we ended up hitting like 18 different houses. Oh, which wow. Is fun. Yeah, That's we great. put in, we like had a map and we're like figuring out the route and everything. It was, it was really great. <laughs> I'm so sad I'm quarantining at my mom's because I would have stopped for sure. Oh, yeah. You would have been like the first, the first or the last place. Yeah. Danielle Perez is the last place. And uh, it was so funny. She just was like sitting in her doorway, just clapping. And her UPS <laughs> guy came up. This was the best part. Every like, um, service worker that we saw the delivery drivers were all like hell yeah day 69 (laughs) because i had it written all over my car i just had like eat pussy 24 7 written on my god (laughs) you know ups guys eat pussy oh for sure have you seen those shorts (laughs) i think so i think ups guys eat more pussy than fedex guys oh well they like a box Yes. <laughs> Amber, Post do you have any thoughts? Do it in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a delivery driver of some kind and you have some inside info, please let us know. Lady to lady comedy at gmail.com. Amber, if that endorsement doesn't save the post office, I don't know. <laughs> save the My post God. office. They do butt stuff. <laughs> yeah. like, are we really going to lose the post office? Jesus Christ. I love the post office, but you gotta like be careful because they'll steal your shit. You yeah. Know? Well, yeah. Oh, oh, oh! I thought you meant like. <laughs> yeah. You think the post office will steal your shit? Oh yeah, jewelry, clothes, like <laughs> they just take it because it gets run through a scanner. Mm-hmm. So if they oh, see, so it oh, sees you got, like what's in there. 
Yeah, I guess apparently I'm never getting anything anybody wants to steal because I've never had anything. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've either. This, okay, but okay, but is it really? Where are we at ethically? If they steal something supposedly, and mm-hmm. say I'm the consumer and I'm waiting for my fucking J Crew shirt or whatever, then mm-hmm. I just call J Crew and I'm like, I never got it. J Crew said another one. The all who's really out except J Crew. That I yeah, I'm down with that. I just never buy things that are worth any money, so I don't think anyone's <laughs> right. A that company's not replacing it and B no one's stealing it. So very fair. We've got I we've would got, like mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say we have we have an amazing post office lady. She's really she's really sweet. She knows everyone's name, she knows the packages, she knows the dogs' names in the neighborhood. She's very sweet. Yeah, I feel like it's okay. just like a neighborhood, you know, it's a mm-hmm. it's it, it would be really weird to just not have it. I mean, I go mail stuff at the post post office. I don't yeah, know. I want to live in a neighborhood where I like wave to the post office person, like, how are you doing? And then like there's a fresh bakery and I'm a <laughs> piano teacher and my husband's a butcher. Uh, it's in Brandy's neighborhood. Yeah, that's Eagle Rock. That's Eagle Rock, California, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean it's nice. A it cheesemonger than a butcher, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, thinking Eagle Rock is like this aggressively Mayberry town in the middle of Los Angeles. Like they're yeah. really obsessed with being a small town. Mm-hmm. Well, I like it too because so Eagle Rock was uh, unfortunately originally built as like a whites only neighborhood. So as it gentrifies, it actually gets more diverse. So I feel good about it. <laughs> it's just fun to be like, oh, okay, cool. The one neighborhood in LA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was thinking like, what if I was trying to think about what could happen that would make day 69 be the end of quarantine and the end of the pandemic. And I think what would have to happen is that so many people 69 that they sent off like a care bear stare sort of into the universe oh. <laughs> and those care those particles like broke up the virus <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway that's just what i've been sitting on for the past five minutes while yeah. we no been- yeah all that <laughs> taint, taint, taint juice is the cure and we didn't even uh, exactly <laughs> but i feel like 69ing is so generally like uh unsatisfactory that it would yes. be kind of a weak signal yeah, 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 exactly. It's 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 the LTE of sex moves for yeah. sure. I don't think you should sixty nine unless you're gonna do it with one of you doing a handstand and the other one holding up their legs. Love that. <laughs> yeah, Tess, I think you're the only one that could pull that off. Core strength. <laughs> I don't want to speak for you, Amber. I don't know if you could sixty nine into a handstand or not, but I can figure it out. I'm pretty active. <laughs> to run around do my push-ups <laughs> um, you guys so i this wednesday i'm gonna be waking up early to take a class about italian wine oh, <laughs> oh. it's so so fancy so i'm taking it you're gonna be drinking italian wine possibly <laughs> because here's what happened so i got this like you know like quarantine itch i was like I, I saw this thing in the new york times about how you could take like a live stream from an italian sommelier to learn about italian wine and i was like oh fuck yeah i want to do that i love italy i love wine i love learning mm-hmm. shit so i registered for this class but it's in european time like it's military time and european time so i don't know i register for it and then i get the invite and it's like okay in pacific standard time that's 8 30 in the morning so i'm going to be waking <laughs> up at eight o'clock in the morning to take a wine class on Wednesday. Being your espresso. So That'll be fun though. Yeah, I'm actually really excited. I mean, I mean what are they going to I mean, it's going to be hard if you're not drinking it. They're just going to be showing you different kinds of wine, I guess. Yeah, I mean, she didn't send us like any wines to get or anything. So I think it's just going to be her like lecturing about the different like notes and like how they're grown. But and I she's think that more drunk, more drunk. I mean, I guess you're supposed to spit it out of your wine tasting or whatever. But whatever. I think, I think, I think you might have just been hoodwinked into paying to watch a woman get drunk at eight in the morning. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I, nothing but respect for her. (laughs) This brings me back to bartending. I used to bartend in the old world, and uh, (laughs) we would have bar meetings, you know, like to learn about tequila or rum or whatever. And Mm -hmm. you'd have to do it before the restaurant opens. So eight a.m. There you go. You show up, and then you taste rum all day, and then you leave right before it opens, and you're just hammered at like nine thirty in the morning. Yes, I miss that. Don't you mind? Because I would say that's my thing that I miss the most about working in service is how fun it was to be drunk on the job. Like it is so fun to be a little buzzed and sauce and just serving people because like (laughs) it doesn't feel like work. Like you're just. 
It's making drinks for my friends. Yeah. Sadly, at my last service job in Salt Lake at the steakhouse, there was not, the alcohol was basically like on lockdown. So you could not, that was not happening. Oh, I remember yeah, Salt because, because booze is so, you know, ridiculous there, there would be like, margaritas that we'd serve and the bigger margarita literally didn't have any more booze in it it just had more margarita mix oh, oh. so pe- people would order it and i'd be like like a, i'd be like just giving them the like eyes like don't do it don't do it <laughs> it's not worth it that's disgusting do they charge you for like a double yeah, they would charge you for oh. the bigger size, and Gross. it was. But there was only one shot in it. Or well, I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna tell you what. Starbucks pulls that shit. If you order a venti <laughs> at Starbucks, you're just getting two shots with more milk. So you have to pay for. If you want a triple, oh, you, you need to say pay. an extra shot. Yeah. So here's my little hack: get the grande, add a shot. It's cheaper, and you want the caffeine. You don't want the milk anyway. <laughs> test huh? hack. Starbucks yeah. test hack. Coming in. <laughs> At one of my old jobs, we had this sommelier come in, and he was talking about wine. And he was like, so this wine, it comes from Greece, where it's very hard to work through the, the dirt to grow. So it, it really has to grow to improve itself, unlike my lazy bitch ex-wife. No! <laughs> <laughs> Just like that, all of a sudden he turns into, like, Rodney Dangerfield? Yes. Everyone would, like, compare to his ex-wife somehow. Like, this was smooth drinking. Unlike my ex-wife, who was a nag. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That is such a good, like, character idea. You should, have you ever done that as, like, a character? I haven't. I've talked about it, but I should do that as a character. That's really funny. This one's aging like a fine wine, unlike my bitch ex-wife. <laughs> I like that every single one just ends in unlike my bitch ex-wife. It's no. <laughs> the audience can just repeat it with you once you get to that part. It becomes it's a monster. Just like look at everyone. <laughs> <laughs> God, what's it gonna be like to perform in front of human beings again? I can't wait. Oh my god. Shit's yeah. gonna be crazy. I love it. I'm gonna be dumb and be the first person to dive in. Just like <laughs> when everybody's you? like, I wanna wait and see what happens. I'm just like gonna full jump in <laughs> no testing the waters. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean there are a few clubs like opening with yeah. like a twenty five person, you know, limit or something like that. Yeah. Wise guys in Salt Lake. Just yeah, Wise Guys oh. doing it, the improv in, in Austin. Um, I was talking with J- – I did Jake Kroger's podcast last night, and he was saying, like, I think this is a really good idea is that places should just build in the ability to live stream their shows because obviously mm-hmm. we've seen that live streams can generate, you know, money and views and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that would make sense if you just were able to live stream. Sure, like, maybe have 10 people, like, very distant from each other. Yeah, but, that's you a know, good idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm hoping that some of these clubs like learn how to adapt and kind of like figure out, you know, how to you know, build both worlds very now. Hard. It's not very much like extra hardware you have to buy to do that. No, totally. And it's like, yeah. okay, we've all seen that. Like, this is. I don't think it's going to totally die after this, no. you know, quarantine ends. So it'd be interesting to see what people like decide to meld it or whatever. Yeah, and 25 people, like you know, if I do a half hour to 25 people, that's great. Yeah. Perfect. For real, I know, awesome. I'm like I'm yeah. killing myself to get 15 people out to a show in LA. So yeah, make the places smaller. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, yeah, and it's I mean, that's the beauty of LA comedy. It trains you to deal with a three person apathetic audience. <laughs> and if you can if you can get but... anything there, you're gonna crush in front of a real one. That's gonna suck <laughs> having the seats far apart from each other though. That's not gonna be good. Well yeah. Well, mm-hmm. for the yeah, but I don't know. For I was just thinking as an audience member, like, don't you hate it when you have to sit like super close to somebody anywhere? Or like in comedy clubs, they make you sit up, you know, and like so up front or like close. shitty seats. So it's kind of yeah. As an audience member, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, I get my own little island over here." Comedy <laughs> clubs kind of are like the entertainment version of those fucking restaurants you go to. They're like still sixty bucks a plate, but it's communal seating. And it's like, oh, what the fuck? God, I hate that yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, that's basically comedy clubs, though. Yeah, you're on like a picnic bench with like yeah. people next to you having the most obnoxious uh, conversation of all time. No, uh, I have to be on an aisle or by a door. Like, I need an escape route at all times. Yes, you know, when I walk into a place, I'm like, I can leave through there. I can go through there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's <Yep>. a bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need three shots of the bar points. and the exit. Um. Yes. That's, that's, that's the way I used to ride, like, carnival rides when I was a kid, which is 
this says a lot about me mentally. Remember like that swings ride when you would just be like in the hanging swings that would just go in a big circle? Yeah. yeah. When I, I used to be scared of it when I was a little kid, so I'd be on it and I'd be like, if the swing broke now, I would land on that. If the swing broke now, I would land on that. And that's like how oh, I, I would ride the ride. I, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> okay, that makes me feel better. I was just yeah. like planning my survival at all no, moments I as a child. I think that's half the thrill of that ride is just you being like, where will my body I'll land and I'll, I'll will myself into that tree and then I'll survive. <laughs> Everyone else will die, but I'm going to make it. <laughs> yeah. As I get older, my like, um, going into like public places, I have way more particular like needs as far as like where I want to yeah. sit or, or like as if it's too loud or, you know what I mean? I was like, Oh, like I, I, I really need like a comfortable level of everything or else like everything annoys me. I remember we were at like a um, Koreatown place, uh, Koreatown fried chicken place called The Prince, I think. And we were seated, we were like, it was all booths around the, uh, around the court, whatever, around the edges, which were great because you could sit in and look out at everybody. But our light bulb was brighter than all the other light bulbs because they just used, like, obviously not the right one. And it was driving me fucking insane. And finally, I was just like, I'm taking this out. And I just, like, took it out. Okay, it, Todd Glass. <laughs> I know, I know. We had an extensive conversation about this once. Um, but it made, like, the whole night better. And the people next to us thanked us, too, because it was fucking up their food. Uh, you don't ever <laughs> want to see your food that well, you know? You don't yeah. need, like, mm-hmm. a, a spotlight on it. I went to the Prince. I've been there before. Um, and again, back in the old world, I would just go to a, a bar and pull up and get a drink and like talk to the bartenders, like get a Manhattan, get it, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And I went and that's what I ordered. I just went to Manhattan and they were like, where's your friends? And I was like, uh, I'm just here, man. And he was just like, but you don't have anybody joining you? Like he couldn't fathom that I just what? wanted a drink just to sit and like, it weirded him out. And I would have had two drinks you know, but I was like, these dudes are fucking weird. So I just left. I think they thought I was a prostitute. I, mean, I, was, I don't know. Whoa. That's a compliment. Yeah, that's that's wild. I mean, I just think like I always yeah, I'm always at bars by myself. It's like air. It's it's fucking airport rules. Like you're. Yeah, yeah. I love going to bars by myself. There's um, I got into a beef at the bright spot in Silver Lake because I got single seat shamed. They were totally fucking empty. And I brought my computer and I wanted to sit at a table for two and they made me sit at the bar because I was alone, oh which I would God. have understood if they were busy, but they were fucking Yeah, they're not busy. So That's weird. weird. I know. I went on the Ferris wheel one time when I was in high school and I was the third wheel at the fair, the county fair. I was like, kind of, my friends were starting to date and I was the third wheel. And then they go in and they close the door and I'm behind them. And then the, the carnies were like, one single girl by yourself, one girl. <laughs> and then locked me in the Ferris wheel in my own little thing. And I was like, Thanks. And then they let me up there and like, there she is. She's single. She's alone. <laughs> At least they let you ride by yourself. I remember the last time I was on a Ferris wheel, there's like um there's this uh like amusement park in central Pennsylvania called Knobles and I was dry and it's just open twenty four, you know, uh like all year round. So I like stopped there in like the middle of a tour by myself and was like, I'm gonna ride this Ferris wheel, this will be great. So I go up there, middle of the day, there's like nobody there. And um I was like, Hey, can I ride the Ferris wheel? And they're like, Oh, no single riders. And I was like, What? I was like, what, do you think I'm going to kill myself or something? And the guy just looked at me, and I was like, oh, well, now you definitely think I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> also, like, what is their excuse for that? Either, like, yeah, or it's like, is somehow that going to throw off the balance of the Ferris wheel, which in the first place is like, okay, well, yeah. that's not... <laughs> I know. Well, it was so funny, because then they were like, well, we can send one of our guys up with you. And I was like, nope, <laughs> I'm not riding a Ferris wheel with just, like, a random central Pennsylvania carny. Oh, just tell me what you smell like. <laughs> Exactly. I'm good. I'm good. I um, think Ferris wheels should die forever. I hate them. They're my least favorite ride. Why? Wow. Strong. They're they're terrifying. They're not exciting. And they're useless. Ah! But you just contradicted yourself. They're, they can't be terrifying. No, yet. but they're terrifying in a way where I just am scared of heights. I'm not enjoying it at all because I'm scared of heights. And like, mm. I like a roller coaster because it does shit. But if Ferris wheel, I'm like... Fuck this. I'm just scared. Mm. I don't know. The the county fair where I'm from in Ventura County, the Ferris wheel is right on the beach. And it's so nice. Like, it's so fun to be, like, up high right over oh. the ocean and, like, looking down at the carnival. I don't know. It's like, a, it's not. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, the very first Ferris wheel was at the Chicago 1893 World's Fair, and the the uh, cars were like massive. You could fit like 40 people in each car. It was like this huge Ferris wheel, and they made it because they wanted to show up the Eiffel Tower. That's where Ferris <laughs> wheels came from, because that was like the last World's Fair, and they're like, mm, we got you beat. <laughs> oh man, World's Fair, what a what a time. They the original Shark Tank, if you will. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there was a serial killer there. Maybe have you read that yeah. book? Yeah, have you read that book? Oh, Devil in the White City? Oh, oh yeah. Good. Ooh, yeah. That's going to be Leo's, uh, Leo Dio's doing a miniseries about it. Finally? That's been in development for like 10 years. Well, it was going to be a movie and then... Uh, now they're just doing they it ex- over Zoom? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stoked, though, because like the descriptions in that book of what the fair looked like are insane because they it was like... These massive white uh, plastered structures that bred on like some of the best uh, architecture of the architects from around the world um, that designed it and everything. And it would just be there aren't that many photos of it. That yeah, exist. they really went like all out for every year. I, I'm interested to see them recreate that. Yeah. Um, all right. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. Right back. All right. Welcome back, Lady Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. And we're here with Amber Nelson. Hello. I've been trying to quit smoking, and I'm like, today, I was like, what if today I don't have a cigarette? Just as like an, a, a, what do you call it, experiment. And now yeah. I like want one so badly. <laughs> I'm the worst person to talk to you about that. <laughs> yeah, Tess is not good for quitting things. <laughs> so cigarettes have been sounding so good. I don't, I don't, like, it seems like a great time to smoke. Yeah. Yeah. especially in LA where I have a front porch and I just get to Uh, sit on it and smoke and just yeah like an old witch yeah (laughs) that's a new person going into that building I like those shorts you wear (laughs) and I love I love a porch sitter that just knows the whole neighborhood. That's, yeah. that's pretty good. That's where I'm at. I know the neighborhood and I know the crows and which cr- like community is beefing with each other. Oh, any good crow yeah. drama? Crow drama. There's a whole. There's two. There's two flocks of them. And there's one that only does three calls. Car, car, car. And there's one group that does seven. And they all like fight each other. And there's always one crow in the three calls that sits back and laughs at everybody. <laughs> and that's the crow on the porch. That's the crow on the porch. Yeah, exactly. Also has a tiny crow cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Adorable. I feel oh, like man. yeah, it's the crow's time to thrive. Really, I mean, it's you know. Oh, they're in these streets for yeah. sure. Nobody's out there fucking anything up. They just could do what they want. Yeah, these eagle rock crows are just like they're they were already like pretty curvy and big, like big, bold and beautiful to begin with. They're just getting <laughs> big bigger. Wind. Oh man, we you could hear the wings and the crows in the neighborhood. You hear them. Like, <laughs> it's really it's some big big boys over here. <laughs> it's all that organic uh, produce and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> big old baby. What would it take for us to start killing crows and eating them like chickens? You know what oh. I mean? Oh, um, never a crow. How many more weeks of this? No? Never a crow. They're too smart. I'm already in. S- yeah, next week. <laughs> If it means not having to go to Trader Joe's. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Trader Joe's line is crazy. What's your hunting weapon for the new world? Is it like a slingshot with a rock in it? Or is it a sword? A flamethrower? I think a spear. Spear? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I would do a flamethrower because I like fire. Mm-hmm. Come on, Aries. say... <laughs> My winning personality. Oh. Charm charm something to death. (laughs) No, I'll annoy something to death. More likely. (laughs) What about you, Amber? What do you think? I think I'd do a slingshot simply because rocks are abundant. You never run out of them. I could fuck people up from far away, you know? That's smart. Yeah, Yeah, that'd be really fun to get good at, too. Slingshot Mm -hmm. some, some cans in the yard. You know, you don't often see, you see t-shirt cannons, but it'd be nice to have like a, a, a thong slingshot. <laughs> again, again, the original, yeah, the original t-shirt cannon uh, slingshot. What? No, wait, Tess, let's go back to your opening thing. Why are you still wearing thongs? Because <laughs> yeah. it's all I own. 
Uh, yeah, because I haven't been underwear shopping. Yeah, but I'm like getting to the point where I'm like, this is ridiculous. I need to get some full butt. For the <laughs> <laughs> Tess, okay. are you an Aries? I heard that earlier. You're yeah. an Aries? Yeah. Are Hell you? Yeah. I'm an Aries rising. I just figured oh. out what these things mean. I'm getting into astrology. <laughs> oh, very. Is that like nothing else to do? Yeah. A good quarantine yeah. activity. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. So I'm not hurting anybody. I'm just like looking up stuff on the internet. But um, it's interesting. It really is. It's so much more multifaceted than, than I think most people realize. Yeah, because I'm like cancer and people are like, oh, you're a homebody. You're really sweet and meek. And I was like, kind of, but not really. And then I found my rising sign. And I was like, now it makes sense. Oh, okay. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I just found out like more about my rising sign recently too, because I'm in Aries. So people are like, oh, so you don't finish things? I'm like, I actually obsessively finish things. And I was like, oh, it's because I'm a Taurus and I'm stubborn. Taurus oh. rising. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Very masculine features you've got, right? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> but the Taurus also likes fine things, right? Like you like really nice quality things. Is yeah, we're very like of this earth. Like we like like primal, like carnal pleasures, like Italian wine. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this, this all tracks for Tess 100%. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I didn't really know anything about uh, my Taurus rising. And yeah, same thing. The more I learned about it, I was like, oh, that kind of fills in the holes. Yeah. And what you have Pisces go. moon too, right? Yeah, Pisces moon, which also tracks. Yeah, yeah, that all tracks. Interesting. Yeah. I was just looking into houses and what the hell that is and what's in your house. Right before we started this today, I was like, oh. my house. So I calculated that all out. Do you want to hear? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What you got? <laughs> I took a picture. Let's see. I'll show you the picture, but it's here. Can you see it? No. Uh, a little bit higher. Yeah. There it is. I'll, Venus I can't really tell what it says. Uh, okay, so Venus and my ascending in the fifth house, the sun, me, Mars, Ra, and the third. I don't know. Figuring all it out. Have yeah. you, like, translated what that means? Because the houses can get very... I still need, like, someone to walk me, like, it's step just by confusing. step that stuff. Yeah. I haven't translated it yet. I have a very nice lady on YouTube that's going to help me out, though, oh, when I look at and this video. I will plug our friend's <laughs> podcast well. What's your sign? If you're into astrology, um, mm -hmm. our friends, uh, CD and Lisa and, and Julia yeah. have this really good podcast called, uh, what's your sign. And it breaks down astrology in like very like lay person terms. They yeah. Have, they, like, cool. We went on there and they read, they did all of our charts and stuff. And it was really interesting. What'd they say about you? Um, I don't fucking remember, but it was, <laughs> <laughs> we, the three, the three of, I, ha I have a bad memory and I live in the moment. <laughs> well, the three of us have a lot of like crossing, like complimentary things. So that, that was interesting to be like, Oh, like where we cross and where we're different, which makes a lot of sense. It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm a Pisces, but Tess is a Pisces moon. Barbara's a cancer, but you have like some air thing that Tess, like, there's like stuff that we all have that crosses over with each other. And it's like, Oh yeah, that ex makes it check the tracks. <laughs> yeah, it's, really it's, cool. it's it's one of those things that I just like, I don't, I can't get into. I've like tried and I just don't yeah. have patience to like learn about it because it's Oh, it's a lot. It's a lot to learn. And I'm that's like, how I, I feel about yeah. yeah. That's how I am with Game of Thrones. It's like, exactly. <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm like, this is for everyone else and maybe yeah. not for me. And that's all <laughs> good. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I definitely, I turned a corner on a couple of years ago where I was like, you know what? We like give it a lot of shit, but it is also like the only religion that hasn't murdered a bunch of people <laughs> or done anything horrible. So it's like, all right, well, whatever. It's not hurting anybody as long as you're yeah, also I like. I think anything that makes you like reflect on who you are and why you might do things is very helpful, you know, yeah, and, get to, yeah, and, exactly. and get to know other people more and understand that like they just naturally are different from you in ways that you can't change. That's very important, yes. you know. For yes. sure. <laughs> yeah. And also just gives it like to be like, oh maybe that's a blind spot that I need to look at and like it does that resonate with me or not I think it's a good kind of like tool for you know yeah I mean I did see. get this book that I need to like actually you know who knows if I'll actually read it this you were oh, born Tony Nicholas book? that book yeah. is amazing yes yeah so I do want to read this uh you it's were born you were for born. this astrology yeah, for radical self-acceptance so I mean it just caught my eye and I was like oh it sounds interesting but yeah I, I don't know if I'll you know I gotta yeah. actually like crack into it it's Tony a pretty book cover, it, and that's why we read books, right? Because the cover. It, that's yeah. what happened. I mean, it's a hologram, holographic book cover. So. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it's fun. It don't hurt anybody. I'm into it. 
before quarantine, I picked up this book that said the future is female and it was like female science fiction writers. And I was like, rock and roll, perfect cover. And like reading it, I'm like, I can't during a quarantine read about how the world is going through a quarantine. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I want escapism. I want something nice and sweet. Yeah. Well, this is really? a hard time for some dystopian sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> Not, happen- Not happening. Yeah, when we're living in it? No, thank yeah. you. <laughs> they really need to start like organizing books and movies in that way like by mm-hmm. subject matter so that you know because i don't you don't want to see anything about an outbreak anywhere we don't really want to see people coughing no i did watch Con- i was one of those people and i watched contagion um did you watch oh, it early yeah, on no i watched it like two days ago <laughs> but actually it was comforting in some ways only because i haven't seen like, what happened in the movie, we have not gotten to. So it was, like, somewhat comforting that it wasn't happening at that, you know, rate or something like that. So, I don't know. When did you watch it, Ember? Oh, I watched Outbreak right mm-hmm. at the beginning. Oh, it's yeah. kind of hilarious because they're just like, oh, oh, sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great Dustin Hoffman impression. No, I don't know. <laughs> And uh, not Renee Zellweger. Oh, what's her face? She's in it. Um, oh, and she's also a Renee. Renee Russo. Renee Russo. That's right. Love yes. Renee Russo. Love her she's too. So beautiful. Oh my god, she's fantastic. Um, yeah. Which one is she? Which she? What else is she in? She's like in the Thomas Crown Affair, which is such a good movie. Mm, okay. Yeah, she had a moment. Yeah, I the did. name sounds familiar. She's like, there's like a couple of gals from like that time period that I'm like, I don't. Oh, she was in Get Shorty. Yeah, yeah. So I know her from mm-hmm. that. Okay, that's it. Got it. She's like a woman. Like, what I like about uh, the mm-hmm. 90s and whatever for those female stars, they're like women, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now it's just kind of like, I feel like I'm looking at children, and I don't like those TV shows where teenagers are having sex. It's really weird Oh, for me. I know. Yeah. Like Riverdale yeah. or whatever. I want a woman. I <laughs> yes. want two full-grown human beings, like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And not some 16-year-old talking about blowjobs. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was definitely, like, sure. actually full-grown ladies. You know, yeah. like Sharon Stone. She's a full-grown woman. She's mm-hmm. sexy. Yeah, yeah, like Jamie Lee Curtis and True Lies. It's just Halle like Berry, full-grown woman. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kathleen Turner. Oh yeah, we're just like saying women, we, women that we think are fabulous. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what? Also, adult women. You know what I think it is? I know what happened. Mm-hmm. Everybody quit smoking and their voices got higher. Oh, Wait, that's it. Everybody I need to quit smoking. smoking. Like if you think about like Kathleen Turner, she's got that like amazing smoker's voice, and we don't have smokers like Kathleen Turner anymore. Mm. But that, what about the, what does that have to do with the age thing? Well, I think it gives you a more, your presence is a little bit more, it's not, I don't think, I don't think we're really talking about age. I think we're talking about like. The gravitas. Right. Yeah. It's not really like age. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a weight behind. Yeah. It's a lady that's seen some shit and brings it to a role. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Fair. Somebody with a past and a personality. Somebody well, who's yeah. got like a zhuzh of like Tennessee Williams to them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Tennessee Williams. Do you know that um, street, uh, not streetcar, Glass Menagerie. So he, on opening night, he invited his mother and his sister to see Glass Menagerie, which is a play mm-hmm. about them. And they're like, I don't get it. I don't think it'll ever last. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How did yeah. that like unaware, so unself-aware uh, as a gift, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like a great way to live life, honestly. To be but like, you know oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> I think most people are that unself-aware. And I think that's something that people can be, like, keep in mind if they're like using real people from their lives in something, is that most people are not self-aware enough to realize that you've written about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if you just call your character it. like, best. Yeah. Yeah. It's best. It's not best. <laughs> yeah. It's for sure not. Yeah. It's best Parker. Yeah. <laughs> 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 It's Arbra A. <laughs> yeah. Andy Ozzy. Yeah, it's Andy, Andy Ozzy here. Andy Ozzy. Wow, sounds like a fun time. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but I just really like this character. Yeah. 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 They speak to me. Wow. Um, <laughs> all right, we're going to do a few MySpace quiz questions. Do you still have a MySpace, Amber? Oh, I don't. Oh my gosh, I haven't heard that word in a long time. 
Yeah. Well, we sometimes we do questions from those stupid like MySpace quizzes that they would have on the bulletins or whatever. Um, I think I used to write poetry on MySpace. Oh no! Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, we all did a lot of embarrassing stuff on MySpace. <laughs> Have you ever kissed a stranger in quarantine? No. Um, no. <laughs> At what point does someone stop being a stranger? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I I've kissed a stranger, right? No, yeah. I don't think I have. You haven't? I don't think I have kissed a stranger. Really? You've never kissed a stranger? Wow. I don't know. Well, it's hard to think about my old sexual conquests, considering I haven't had sex in so long. I'm just like, right. what does what are men like? <laughs> right. What kind of like a little relic, like? relic you have to dust off and <laughs> discover? Mm-hmm. Oh God, my vagina is like that. <laughs> what would you call it? The the cup where we have to pick out the most expensive cup. And he's like blowing the dust off. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. What, what? I just said. The Holy <laughs> Grail. <laughs> yes. The, whole- the most expensive cup. <laughs> The most, that's <laughs> the last, you're talking about the la- that last crusade pussy. I know you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of like expensive cup as a euphemism for pussy. Like he's like my expensive cup. Yeah, exactly. Got a real pricey chalice over there, lady. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember in high school once me and my friends were like at a theater thing in southern Utah. And I, of course, was the most boy-crazy person who ever existed. And I saw a guy mm-hmm. working at the pizza place who I thought was really cute. And they all mm-hmm. dared me to ask him for a kiss. I think, that was the, I think he pecked me on the cheek or something. But, like, that was the biggest strain. Like, literal, I mean, interacted with this person kiss. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I've kissed people I barely know. I mean, that goes without saying. But Yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah. say, I've, I've personally a- witnessed... <laughs> Yeah. But generally, we've said maybe two words to each other first. <laughs> so oh, my God. Okay. Um, first surgery. There's a fun, <laughs> fun question. What? Why did you? I don't know. These are, there's some the, weird ones on here that I'm always like, why is that on here? It's just so funny. <laughs> uh, I've never had surgery, and it freaks me out. And if, honestly, you were going to be like, Amber, either open heart surgery tomorrow or you die. I'll be like, goodbye, everybody. It's been my blessing to be here. Like, no surgery for me. Really? Just not being in control, being under. I have to put my total trust in, like, an anesthesiologist. They freak me out Mm. the most because if they fuck up, you're going to feel everything and you can't wake up. Mm. So it's more the feeling everything that scares you than the going under? Yeah, the going and just trusting my life to just two strangers that could be idiots, you know what I mean? And like people yeah. sew up like scissors inside of you all the time, you know? Yeah. Right? Cotton swabs. Yeah. Be like, I've yeah. got pain in my chest. And there's like a cotton swab sewn up inside of your chest. Yeah, yeah. I've had, I've gone under for surgery less than like a handful of times in my life, but I've, as I'm getting older, I'm getting more afraid of going under. And mm-hmm. I listened to something on a podcast like a year ago that like irrevocably made my fear even worse. Like mm. when you're under, under anesthesia, I do you guys all want this fear now? <laughs> um, uh-huh. Bring it. Bring when, it <laughs> when you're under anesthesia. So like if you're in a deep sleep, you're still, your consciousness is still there, mm-hmm. right? Like your right. person is still there. When you're under you don't even have that. And for some reason, that thought just, like, scares the shit out of me. Yeah, it's like, where do you go? Like, where do you go? Yeah, yeah. like, that really, really freaks me out. Well, yeah, it's like, I remember when I had my breast reduction surgery, it was, like, this weird loss of time. Because when you're sleeping, you kind of, like, feel like time has passed when you've woken up. But it mm-hmm. was this, like, yes. I'm under, and now I'm awake, and it feels like a moment happened. And it's yes. like, whoa. It just, that was, man, that was, like, the craziest feeling I've ever had. It's the weirdest. And you wake up and also like, not only do you not remember, but because you've gone through surgery, some major part of your body has like a bandage on it or something. So you're just like, it's so disorienting. Yeah, that's a very weird. Mm. I only had it when I was really young. I had like hernia surgery Mm -hmm. and I was like, I mean, you know, under 10 years old or something. So I barely 
remember anything, but I do remember getting put under and then letting me choose this, the uh, flavor of like gas I want. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Butterscotch, baby. Hell yeah. I have to pee really bad. I'm so sorry. I'll be oh, like, yeah, you're my fine. bathroom's right. I had okay. six cups of coffee. We have sorry? to take okay. a break anyway. Yeah, so. take a break. Oh, yeah. great. I'll be right back. We'll be back. Hey everybody, we're back on Lady to Lady. I'm Babs. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. And we're here with Amber. Hello. Hello. Oh, yeah. How was the bathroom, Amber? <laughs> oh, so good. You know, the other day, this is going to maybe TMI, but like last week, I was like, oh, I haven't eaten fast food in like a year. Like no McDonald's, no nothing, just, you know, mm-hmm. home cooked me, whatever, because I like to cook. And then I was yeah. like, I'll go to Del Taco and get a couple tacos. Fuck it. See what this is. And it tasted good, but I, boy, I had to excuse myself real fast. <laughs> yeah. It's poison. I forgot. You yeah. have to have a, your body has to have a tolerance for fast food to be able to process fast food, which is oh not great. I used to just know. <laughs> I used no. to go to like the Pizza Hut buffet and shit. I can't imagine going to a Pizza Hut. Like what would happen? Oh my God. And it sucks because you're kind of like nostalgic for these foods. So you like mm-hmm. turn to them in times when you need comfort and that's the mm-hmm. last thing they offer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like, oh, did you want you wanted to like have like a nostalgic moment? Well, your asshole's gonna remember this oh. for next time. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> there should be like a if you, there should be like a, a I don't know a phasing up kit that you can do like if you want to start to eat like fast food again. Like say you're a healthy eater, like where there's like a mildly unhealthy thing you can eat on day two, eat, like a quarter of a mm-hmm. chalupa. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, what is me. the wrap I'm a fucking, up? I'm a garbage can baby. Put it in me. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I know what you mean, Babs. Like, it might make me, make me a little sick to my stomach, but I actually think as far as eating garbage, I fare pretty well. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's your meal. Domino's thin crust all by myself. Mm. What toppings? Um, probably jalapeno, either jalapeno, pineapple, or cheese. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. What's your other foods that's just like nasty, we're getting down, U.S. Postal Service, doing it in the butt? <laughs> um, I guess like bullshit nachos, like like the plasticky cheese, like and like like gas station jalapenos. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah, I'm, uh, it's interesting because like I hadn't had like uh, really anything super sweet in a while since this has started and then our donut place just reopened and I was like, oh, I'm gonna go support them and like, the sugar rush that hit my body. I was like, oh man, I I, had, I can only eat like half of one of these at a time now, which is different, different from the way it used to be, which is good. But man, whew, a donut will fuck me up now. 36. <laughs> How about you, Amber? Del Taco, is that your go-to? You know, Totino's pizza rolls. Okay. Mm. Okay. Oh, I can't do a pizza roll. I mean, you, I, do you microwave them or do you bake them? Because I feel like microwavable, they're just unedible. Yeah, they're they're no no fucksies with a microwave. I bake them, but just something about it. You know, I haven't had them again in like a long time. But mm, just the crispy fake pepperoni. I'm weird about fake meat pizza. I mm-hmm. stopped doing it when I got uh, one of those dollar sausage pizzas. You know, those bullshit cardboard oh, yeah. pizzas for dollars. Yeah, yeah. And it had sausage on it. But then it was like a hair on the in the sausage that was like Oof. brittle and thick. Like someone just pushed an animal into a chipper. You know yep. what I mean? I mean, that's what it is. That's basically. That's what it is. <laughs> so I, I can't do meat in my bullshit after that. But, <laughs> but I think about it. Yeah, totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> there's an olive garden near me that's still open for takeout and i'm just like who's doing olive garden takeout right now like if you're not there for the all you can eat breadsticks what yeah. we like yeah. i just yeah how many breadsticks are they giving you in a takeout order because it's not enough there's no, no way it's enough no that kind of yeah. food is so weird on like date night. I was at an Olive Garden with a, a friend of mine and we're eating and I'm just so full and salt. And I was like, how do these people have sex with each other after this? I'm disgusting. I want to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I think you don't. I think Olive Garden is where you go if you're like, let's just eat a lot so we don't have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I will say you guys like this is like how kind of like my trashy side, but I one of the high school dances I went to I was excited to go to Olive Garden before. Like, I thought that was... Oh, high school. Oh, yeah. 
Sure. Oh yeah. Okay. Look, a chain a chain has a special place in my heart. If you like, if you did some time in the suburbs as a kid, a chain will be a nostalgic feeling for you. It's just yeah. nice. And it's going to be the same everywhere you go. It's kind of just nice to be able to tap into it. Yeah. Oh yeah, we had Applebee's. I'd love to go to that Applebee's. I worked. At, I used to work at the smoking section of Applebee's. Oh, oh wow. yeah. <laughs> Wow. It's a pretty good time. A, a lot of blue blue drinks and Marlboros. Are you yeah. allowed to smoke cigs on the on the job if you're working the smoking section? Good question. I wasn't smoking at the time. Okay. Mm. I don't think so. I don't think like you're just walking up to it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if you're being exposed to it, that should be like a perk of the job is you should be able to <laughs> smoke as much as you want. <laughs> yeah. The last time I bought cigarettes, I was staying in an Airbnb that smelled so I haven't smoked in like almost 20 years but I was staying in an Airbnb that smelled so much like cigarettes that I was like if I'm gonna be inhaling this I'm just getting a pack of cigarettes (laughs) (laughs) I think that's good logic okay you know what I mean yeah because the only way to get rid of stale cigarette smoke is fresh cigarette smoke exactly just light, oh, light a cigar in the corner like incense. <laughs> just <let it> <laughs> Remember that weird, our last, um, our, it's so weird to think about where our last place that we were before quarantine, but we were in Boise in mm-hmm. a very weird Airbnb that was like all off kilter <laughs> and you felt like you were walking diagonally when you're inside of it. Yep. It's so weird to think about that that was the last like place we, I traveled to or like different place I was. I know. I was thinking about our sushi eating contest this morning. I was like... <laughs> It's one of the last times I was in like a restaurant for real. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. I was laying in my bed and I was like, should I go see this show? I want to go see this show because I bet we're going to go on a lockdown soon. I went and I saw my friends at the Pack Theater, Classy awesome. Night Out. And I yep. saw that show. I had a great time. And then we go to a bar afterwards. And I was like, let's one more round. And they're like, no, we're tired. We got to go. And my friend Henry says he still mm-hmm. remembers this because I was the last thing he saw was uh, me being like, one more round. And he's like, no, nah, I'm just going to go home. And he's like, I deeply regret not getting one more round. Aww. I love that story, Amber. That teaches such a good lesson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> more shots. <laughs> one more round. <laughs> um, okay, let's get to our lady problem. lady problem. Thank you guys for writing into us lately. If you have a lady problem you want us to talk about, send it to ladytoladycomedy at gmail.com. Lady problems. Do you have them? Lady problems. Do you have them? People have them. Hey, ladies. I wrote in a few years ago when you read my lady problem to Tamara freaking Davis, the director of Crossroads. (laughs) I lost it and you guys gave great advice. My problem was that I drunkenly married a man I'd only been dating for three months on New Year's and didn't know whether or not we should have a wedding. We did not have a wedding. Instead, we used the money we would have spent on a wedding on buying a larger home in a major city. We were able to convert the house into three small apartments. We live in one of them and I Airbnb out the other two. My husband, Yeah, it's really good. My husband got a higher paying job at our new city. The money we saved from not having a wedding and the new income allowed us to travel the world throughout our first three years of marriage. We've been to Greece. Oh, this is amazing. I know, she's crushing it. We've been to Greece, Santorini, Italy, Spain, Germany, Qatar, Japan, and South Korea. We're very happy with our decision to skip a wedding in favor of travel. We had planned to travel to Vietnam, Amsterdam, London, and Oslo this, spring, this April. Uh, we agreed to take talk more seriously about starting a family and moving into a more family-friendly home closer to our parents and siblings after returning from this April trip. Obviously, this trip did not happen. We decided to postpone selling our current home and talking about babies due to the pandemic, but I ended up pregnant about two weeks into quarantine anyway. <gasps> Surprise! We know this is a very difficult time to be pregnant and discussed our options and opinions at a great length. My husband has older parents. My parents were both 27 when they had me. We agreed that we would uh, both much rather prefer to be younger parents. No shade to older parents. His parents are great. This is just our preference. After some simple math, we realized this baby will be born just after I turned 29. So in some ways, this is great timing. In other ways, it's awful. We got married in a whim and it changed both our lives drastically for the better. We're choosing to see an unexpected pregnancy during a pandemic as another wild choice that honestly couldn't be more us. My new lady problem is how should I react if people shame me for choosing to remain pregnant during this time? I know it's kind of insane, but it's my choice. Hopefully no one says anything to my face, but if they do, I would love a zinger in the chamber. (laughs) 
people <laughs> shame her? People shame her for keeping her she's child? Wor- she's worrying that they will. Yeah, she's worried about it. Uh, I don't think uh, anybody's going to shame you for not aborting your child. They sound crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, you didn't kill your child? You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You fucking psycho? Go stand over there. <laughs> yeah. First um, of all, I love this couple. I think they are so cute. Wait, we're not, we got to keep, there's some oh. more. We got oh, a, I'm we sorry. Got, we got, no, 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 you're, no, no, you're okay. great. No, you're great. You're great. We got a little sec, a little second part too. Okay. Um, another lady probably might be able to help me with is the baby shower. I personally hate baby showers, but I'm going to need a lot of stuff and I can't go to baby stores right now. I have no interest in a Zoom baby shower. I thought about, thought about putting together small boxes of chocolates, a mini bottle of champagne, a pre-stamped guess the baby weight and a bet envelope mailing them to my guests along with my registry. Then I realized I would be seven months pregnant on Halloween. I love Halloween, fall, and anything spooky. Is it morbid to do a gory, scary baby shower box? Uh, absolutely not. I love that idea. Um, should he even care if it is? Any fun ideas for Halloween-themed baby shower box? I will include lots of Halloween candy, of course. Hope you ladies are surviving during this troubling time. Your podcast has helped me through so many uh, things over the years, this pandemic included. Okay. This so, is so that's cute. It. I love it. Ooh. I love all these ideas. She's so original. Like you guys are just adorable. And no, I think it's very. I. It is. It's you. Like everything that you guys do seems to be very like mm-hmm. outside the box. And so I think a Halloween baby shower is very fitting for you. Hundred percent. I mean, one of my favorite baby showers I've ever been to. My friend Bianca. Um, she's like a special effects uh, makeup artist, and um, she when she had her baby, she had a, um, a, a demon baby pinata that we all <laughs> beat up to make sure that her baby wasn't going to be evil. And it was super fun. <laughs> and we had a blast, but then also like the, um, uh, her like more uh, like square friends were like, why is there an evil possessed baby here? So it was like, especially fun to fuck with them. <laughs> I mean, I think, yeah, follow your instincts. It's like, I think first of all, the, the baby shower box idea is really great to like yeah. kind of put it out there and get get a registry going and stuff and give something to people but not have to deal with the awkward zoom of it all i mean that sounds like a total nightmare so i i totally yeah. understand wanting to avoid that but yeah do it make it yourself as much as possible make it a mm-hmm. fun, weird gory one like yeah you know what would be really fun sending um blank like blank onesies to everybody to have everybody decorate one and send them back to you I think that would be a fun, like, that way oh. you're getting, like, fun mail back from people in addition, like, in addition to whatever registry graph they give you. It is yes, fun. Yeah. Creative. Mm-hmm. That could be a fun thing. Um, but also, like, the first part of this, too, like, yeah, it's your it's your choice. Like, everybody can mind their fucking business, you know? Yeah, um, I mean- I, I don't, I don't know. I guess I, I actually know, a, I have a friend who's pregnant right now and um, she mm-hmm. hasn't told me that anyone's been, you know, saying that to her. It's like, obviously anybody who says that to you, A, is not your friend or loved one. And yeah. So I don't know what the fuck their problem is and why they're talking mm-hmm. to you about this. But if for some reason you get a reaction like that, block that person, get that person out of your life because they don't belong to be. How's this for, how's this for a comeback? Maybe if you were more concerned with your own life, you'd have someone in your pussy right now too. Ooh. <laughs> exactly. I like that. This in this situation, a baby grows inside of a pussy, which is I don't know. It's kind of a cheat. It's kind of a cheat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, we need some zingers for her. She's asking for zingers. So, um, hmm. okay, let's see. I'm not in my head's not in zinger space. Yeah, uh, zinger space. Let's see. Um. Yeah, I'm never big into like insulting people because people are going to find some way to make it, you know, whatever. So I'm always just like, okay, have a nice life, you fucking crazy psycho. Like, that's a good way. That's good. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, What about, I'll let you know if I have any extra pacifiers because you suck. (laughs) There you go. There it is. Tess Parker. Just get Tess to write you a bunch of roast jokes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Honestly, I will. If if anyone gives you shit, email us. I will write some roast jokes for you. (laughs) Yes, there you go. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize I had a dumb baby in my life already. (laughs) (laughs) What it comes down down to is that, yes, the world's insane right now, but we need good people to have – kids and raise them so that hopefully yeah. there's a hope for the future and so all the people I knew who have kids I'm not personally making that choice but I'm yeah. glad that they are doing it because they are the type of people who I want to be 
putting out, you know, new people into the world. So I'm glad that you guys are doing it. Well, and like a baby, like honestly, is going to bring so much joy to your family and like, and and you guys too, obviously. And it's also, it's just like something different to talk about than like, so how's your walls? (laughs) You know? So that is a great pitch for babies. Something yeah. to talk about besides how's your walls. <laughs> oh, I have an idea for your shower box too. Um, I don't know, if, but you could put it on the front. We're having a fun size human. With Aww, a little... <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> oh, I mean, like this baby's the size of a Snickers bar right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love that. I mean, I also I love that you guys. Yeah, your whole story is is very sweet. I know. It's like they got married after knowing each other for three months. That's so cool. I love them, and then they toured the world together. Like you guys are just adorable. Um, so smart. Quick, I met a. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to ask what everyone's favorite Halloween candy is because I'm talking about candy. <laughs> has, has Sean still been getting care packages in quarantine? Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> we got an Easter care package. His mom is so sweet. I was like, it's the middle of the, you don't need to send us candy, but thank you. But um, yeah, we don't have any holidays until we'll probably get like a 4th of July care package. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Favorite Halloween candy? Um, Milky Way for me. I like the caramel. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Milky Way is good. <laughs> Any, I like I, the caramel. <laughs> I, lo- I like the caramel. I was like a very Jerry Seinfeld. Like, whoa, I like the caramel. <laughs> but I, but I, I, I will say, Milky Way is pretty low on the caramel ratio. Like, you're, I don't you're feel like right. you're getting a lot of caramel in that. It's mm. more nougat. Yeah. yeah. Probably yeah. Snickers has more caramel. I think so. so. But I think so. When I think caramel, I think Snickers. And honestly, nougat is a little controversial, right? Is not it? everyone I don't know. What? Not everyone loves a nougat. I, oh, I don't I love nougat. I mean it's okay. the filler. I don't think nougat gets like the uh credit it deserves because it's the filler, but yeah. it's really working. Okay. <laughs> I I'm I'm always pleasantly surprised with the three musketeers and how much I enjoy it. I I would never choose it on my own, but then I'm always like, Oh, this is just delightful. That is a nougat heavy candy. Yes, That's absolutely. All it is. Yeah. It's yeah. ripped away. <laughs> Yeah, Twix. Mm-hmm. Maybe Twix has the most yes. caramel. Yes, I yeah, like Twix. Yes, because the I, cookie really brings out the caramel too. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna say sure. Reese's for Halloween. That's you can't go wrong. Yeah, Reese's is my yeah. go-to. S- salty peanut butter and chocolate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anytime Reese's does like their holiday limited edition stuff, it's always my favorite. I like the egg at Easter. I like the pumpkin at uh, at Halloween. Well, those have a higher Christmas. peanut butter count too. Exactly, because the yeah. chocolate's a little bit thinner then too. It's just like. Mm-hmm. The ratio guys, is better. You know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to go watch videos of candy being made. I want <laughs> candy so, so bad. So right soothing. <laughs> I just like. I watch that. Do you guys watch Gourmet Makes at all? When she remakes, she does the gourmet mm. versions of those. This is a very, very soothing YouTube. It, they are very popular, but um, she does gourmet remakes of everything: Gushers, Snickers, Reese's. Mm. She goes through and breaks it down to like the very like she breaks everything apart and then rebuilds it in a gourmet version. And yes. So soothing to watch. It's incredible. So mm-hmm. watch that. It's a very good like quarantine show. That is a great recommend. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, like and that's oh, our. So, oh, wait, sorry. Oh, I just I was just like thinking about the lady problem again. I just wanted to say this real quick. Also, when you're telling people, don't like say it with pride. I think if you if you say it like we're having a baby, then you invite that moment that they could say something shitty. But if you're oh, like, yeah, that. Well, I don't think she should have to change how she says she's having a baby. Do people that's their fault? Well, they- no, I'm just, I'm just like saying like, own the, own it with like from a place of pride yourself. You know what I mean? Like that, just come at it with that know. energy. All right. Maybe I'm I wrong. just don't feel like she should have to say it. Like she should yeah. have to not have pride saying it. Well, yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying to have pride saying it. Oh, like, I thought you were saying don't have like. No, no, no. I'm no, saying like, oh, own, own it when you're talking about it. Don't come at it from like a, like, like be proud of your choice. Don't come at it from a, like, don't, don't give them that opportunity. Like. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Exactly. Fuck anybody who's going to talk shit on yeah. that. I don't think anyone will. So I think. I don't, yeah, I don't think they will either, but you got this. Let us know what the baby's name is and everything. Yeah. Oh, cute. Hell yeah. I feel like in three years, they're going to live on a sailboat with this baby. Yeah, give us yeah. updates every few years about what cool thing you're doing next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very into it. <laughs> um, Amber, where can people find your stuff on the internet? I am on Twitter and Instagram at Amber Smelson, A-M-B-E-R-S-M-E-L-S-O-N. Um, I also have a cooking show on Instagram. I put it on YouTube. I primarily focus on Instagram, but if you want to check it out on YouTube, I'm there too. 
Nice. And uh, yeah, that's it. Oh, that's fun. Awesome. And yeah, and also the brighter side on Last Podcast Network. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And we will be for Patreon members. Also, thank you. We've had some new people signing up for Patreon. Thank you so much. It's so awesome to see new people coming in and listening to the dumb shit we have to say. So thank you for that. If you want to check that out, you can go to patreon.com slash lady lady and we'll be doing our top secret session over there, which is a little extra bonus sesh we do with the guest with stuff that's too hot for the regular feed. So Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we're all, all going to go put on tube tops and <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. Okay, bye, guys. Can't get enough of us? Subscribe to our Patreon for exclusive bonus content, access to our first 100 episodes, and more. Go to patreon.com slash lady to lady now to sign up. As little as a dollar a month keeps a roof over the glam cave and keeps you laughing, even when your coworkers stare. That's patreon.com slash lady to lady. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at lady to lady comedy. Join our Facebook group, Lady to Lady Podcasts, to chat with other fans about episodes or even post your own lady problems. Check out our website, ladytoladycomedy.com, for show notes, videos, and merch. And duh, follow our individual accounts, Babs Gray, Brandazzle, and Testify Barker for jokes and info and where you can see us perform live. And if you want to send us snacks, stickers, or a lock of your own hair, I don't know, whatever, our P.O. Box is 412-794-Los Angeles, California, 90041. And please, leave us a review on iTunes, but only if you like us. We love you. We love Bye. you. Bye. 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 Bye.